Hello, and welcome to Rounding Third. I'm your host, Larry O'Connor. Today, we're talking all things baseball, specifically the proposed rule changes that the MLB will be using in the Atlantic League this season. Rule changes have become one of the hottest topics as we are on the eve of opening day, as some new era fans want to see drastic change, while some old school baseball fans love the game the way it is. Joining me to talk all things baseball today is Jason Goatee, who is a Cubs fan, but we'll let it slide for the sake of the podcast. Jason, welcome to Rounding Third, and thanks for coming on. How's it going, viewers? All right, let's start with one of the more proposed changes. More important proposed changes is the elimination of the shift that would require two infielders to be on each side of the bag. And I see this a lot with the left-handed guys like Bryce Harper around the league. Saw the four-man outfields in the season, so I would not be opposed to seeing the, seeing the shift be faded out. What are your thoughts on the shift? I think the shift has, since the power hitters of our time, uh, let's give examples here, Jim Tomey, Prince Fielder, those kind of guys, I think... For those kind of big hitters, I think the defense should be allowed to do that. So I think maybe a proposed change could be one or two hitters in the lineup that you can shift on. But obviously that opens the door to like later games if they get subbed out, if you're allowed to still shift. So I think you re- they really just have to make a decision. But it is it has been a part of a game now for our decade since we've been watching. So I think I'm fine with it, Stan. I like the idea of... Um kind of kind of in, introducing like you have maybe two to three players yeah. in the lineup you select before the game that you can use the shift obviously you're not going to see it a lot with a right-handed hitter right. unless you unless you got a, like a very very heavy pull right-handed hitter which you don't really see a lot yeah you don't but um i like the idea you know maybe two of the power hitters in the lineup you can use the shift um it's some something you don't like to see every left-handed hitter, yeah. hitter in the lineup like even if they don't pull pull the ball a lot they're going to they tend to pull so um, yeah. it's something you see a lot in the MLB, especially especially recently with a big impact on uh, statistical analysis and all Definitely. that Gabe Kapler stuff. Um, bad stuff. All that bad stuff, you know. <laughs> Hopefully it changes this year, you know. But yeah. um, moving on to perhaps the most radical of the changes, we're looking at uh, the TrackMan radar system that will assist call- umpires calling balls and strikes now. MLB hasn't really stuck up with a lot of the other I mean, they, they've come along with the replay reviews, but they're a little lacking behind with a lot of like the stuff the NFL are doing, the NHL, right. and the NBA. Um, I don't know how this one will go, though. Um, it'll be interesting to look at it from a minor league perspective to see yeah. how that would work. You know, a lot less rabid fans down there. But um, what do you think about the, uh, the radar system that'll call balls and strikes along with the umpire? I think, like you said before, there's just fans that are never going to let it go, and the umpires are always a part of the game. You can't get rid of that. Um, and I think, especially playoff times, you know how many playoff games have been decided by umpires calls, balls and strikes, out and uh, safe calls? I just don't think you can change it at this point. There's been too much history with umpires and too many fans, as you said, that wouldn't let it go, uh, like change to the new game of baseball. So I think it would just be a really hard change to make. But that being said, it would be a beneficial change, but it would be just making the game different. So it's a lot of uh, hoops you got to jump through to make that work. Yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be a really hard change. I guess that's part of the reason why they're doing this with uh, with the Atlantic League. Yeah. Um, it ta- it does take away a part of that human error. We've yeah. seen a lot a lot of bad calls in the over the years um, by umpires that cost teams playoff games, cost teams World Series appearances, and so have right. it. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that turns out. Yeah. Because you got a lot of old school baseball fans that. That'll love to see it stay the way it is. Mm-hmm. And then you got all the new school that want to see the drastic changes. Um, 
Now moving on to an issue that the MLB has addressed over the over the last few years. They're bringing in the pitch clock this season. Um, uh, between pitches, the p- pitcher and the batter has to keep his foot in the batter's box. And um, one of the proposed rule changes is reducing the time between innings by twenty seconds from two o five to one forty five. I believe. Um, I think the MLB really wants to have games go faster to keep that attention span there. Um, you have any thoughts on that? So you know I'm a Cubs fan, right? So, Tony La Russa, Cardinals just great manager. One of his biggest tactics, and I hated the Cardinals so much, was to stall the game, either with pitching changes, just to be a stupid manager and just control the game the way he wanted to. I think baseball, there is a huge uh, market for people who want to have a quicker game because there's all these other sports, all these faster-moving sports and more exciting sports. But there's still baseball fans, and that could be something that actually helps the game without changing it drastically. Because what are you really changing? You're just speeding it up, and you're not allowing some of these managers to do whatever they want. Yeah, along those lines, um, I think one of the biggest problems with the MLB is you have a lot of three-hour games, like three-plus-hour games, and it's hard to get. I mean, I myself can still sit down and watch a three-hour yeah. baseball game. I could still sit down and watch a playoff game, still have it. But there's a lot of a lot of people that don't. Can't keep their eyes glued to a baseball game. Definitely. Not nine innings, at least. Not nine innings, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which brings up another issue is we've heard, this isn't one of the proposed rule changes, but you've heard reducing the innings and you've heard reducing the amount of games. I think the nine innings should stay the way it nine is. Nine innings should definitely stay. That, that's yeah. just baseball. But yeah. I, could, I could see the MLB maybe reducing it to about around 140 games a year. Just give teams like an extra off day here and there just to kind of... Um, so the guys aren't playing every day, keep everybody healthy, and you know, uh, just move it, move it faster into uh, into October. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I like that one forty idea because you can't take too much off of it. But I mean, one sixty to one forty, one sixty two is. I mean, that's not that big of a difference. Yeah, it's one of the toughest issues for baseball because you got. I mean, NHL and NBA are already two games, but yeah. the NFL. The reason the NFL is so marketable is because it's 16, 16 games. Yeah. Right. And it's it's even though it's it, you have games every Sunday. Monday and Thursday, it's like every day of the week there's yeah. something to talk about when it comes to the NFL. Yep. So the MLB wants to get on that level, which is why like you see all them trying to market all the big stars like Bryce Harper, yeah. uh, Manny Machado, how all that was marketed this season because they, yeah. want, they want people to watch for the stars, let, not maybe so sit down and watch nine innings. You know? Exactly. Um, another, uh, another interesting rule change would be the three batter minimum for relief pitchers where they'd have to reach the end of an inning for, before exiting the game. Um, Gabe Kapler is a big fan of the lefty on lefty matchup. We saw it in the opener last year where he brought in, took out Cy Young candidate Aaron Nola, and brought in Holby Milner, who served a fastball right down the middle for a three, three two run home run it was for Freddie Freeman. The Phillies went on to win the game, or the Phillies went on to lose the game, excuse me. But um, that would kind of take away a lot of the you bring in a lefty to face a lefty and then bring in, bring in a right handed pitcher for the next two righties in the lineup. Um, I think that would take away from what a lot of like what are the what are the analytics guys love is yeah. the matchups. I think that would take away from that a little bit. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I think I agree. I don't think you can take it away because relief pitchers have such a weird job, but mm-hmm. it's very important. Mm-hmm. And so using those lefty to lefties, if that's their job and their job is to get one out, that's their job for the day. And I think that's always been a part of baseball, especially in the playoff time. How are you going to take that away when every uh, at bat is huge. Let's say like in a one game, like the Cubs were in last year, the one game. If you, I'm sure they made pitching changes in that game that was for one batter to get mm-hmm. one out. You can't really take that away. That's too important, I think. 
And you mentioned that Cubs Brewers game. You see that a lot in the yeah. playoffs. If you have that wild card or ALDS, you see the the starter go yeah, four or five yeah. innings, and then you just see the multitude of pitchers because it's the end of the season. And even starters again, like other yeah. starters. Yep. Yeah. And one of the issues is you have a lot of the best players, best pitchers in baseball, relief guys like on the Brewers. You got yeah. Josh Hader. Right. You would take away a lot. With, a lot with he. Well, he's more more than one one hitter pitcher, yeah. but a lot of these lefties out of the bullpen would you would see them take less and less of a role just because yeah. you, you, if you bring them in, a lot of them have control issues. The thing we, thing we remember in Philadelphia right. is all the lefties that came in out of the bullpen to face Ryan Howard, <laughs> throw him a slider down in the way, and then go out the rest of the game. Right. So that's a little, uh, little soft topic in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think it's part of the game. you got to keep it. Yeah. Um, another change that we could talk about, um, I don't really see the point, but uh, I guess it's, I guess they want to look at it is the, the pitching rubber being moved back. Um, I guess it would increase velocity, but also at the same time, it would it would be safer on the lines of the pitchers would have a, an easier time reacting to balls off the bat. Like you've seen a lot of past, like mm-hmm. guys like Jay Happ getting hit by a line drive, they would have more time to react. Um, maybe the ball would take its lower trajectory if they moved it back. They would move it back twenty four inches, so it's it's a, it's a significant two feet. Yeah. Um, the height of the mound wouldn't change. I'm just. I'm struggling to see the point of that. I guess they're trying to test out everything they can in the Atlantic yeah. League this season. I think, like you said, testing it out would be huge because you don't know what it would actually entail. Like, it could have barely any change, and if it does help the pitcher react, then, I mean, it's for safety. That would be a cool change. But, like you said, I just don't think it's that big of an issue. Um, but testing it out would be huge for them. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the biggest reason they're doing this in the Atlantic League because yeah. they don't want to bring these rule changes right into the MLB. Some of them they do, like the pitch clocks they're bringing right into the MLB. They started it with spring training. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones that we didn't mention yet is, I think it was in the minor leagues last year where the home team would start with a runner on second base. In extras. In extras. Yeah. Which I think that would be an immediate advantage to the home team because you score right away, the game's right. over, if the road team didn't score in the top half. But there's one I don't think I'll ever see in the MLB. Yeah. I, I'm not, I mean, then again, we, we talk about the issue of pace of play, the the length of games. But some some classic games in them like some classic moments in them will be history happening like the bottom of the yeah. bottom of the twelfth of a playoff game or right. thinking about the Phillies history when Joe Card hit a walk off home run against against Mitch Williams to win the World Series. Yeah. In uh in nineteen ninety three. So a lot of this a lot of this stuff uh would be taken away. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um that's one I don't see happening, uh yeah. is the runner on second to start. I think with these rule changes, it's so interesting. Baseball is always marketed as America's pastime. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. traditional and so classic that these rule changes, like you said, they take the Atlantic. They take putting them in somewhere and testing them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the NFL is like, hey, let's go. Let's go right away. Like, pass interference. We just saw that's the pass our interference. New rule. Yep. Like, we have a problem. We're fixing it. And I think that's just the way their fan base would react. And so MLB, with all these rule changes, kind of do have to go across a different course of actions and just be a little more timid in putting them in right away because of the fan base is so mm-hmm. historic and wanting the same thing. Yeah, you bring up the point of baseball being America's pastime. I think one of the biggest issues is there's two sides and there's really no in-between. You yeah. have the side that wants a lot of rule changes and the side that wants no rule changes. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that want, let's tweak it a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, um, right. Or at least test it. Yeah, test it out. Like that's what the MLB is trying to do right now. I think a lot of people want the changes right now, or a lot of people don't want the changes at all. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. That will be interesting. Um, One of the biggest issues for the MLB 
is is just it's it's marketableness. It's it's hard to market a hundred sixty two game season. Yeah, it's hard to get kids. In the dog days of summer. Yes, like. the dog days of summer. Like you gotta. It's hard to get kids, people in general, to come out and sit in hundred degree ballpark and yeah. watch nine innings, three hours of baseball. Right. So um, I think they're trying. They're trying to get it more more exciting. Trying to get more people to come watch. Um, one of the biggest things is the MLB was at its best when at its, when I say at its best when at its peak of viewership is when the when the steroids were the biggest yeah, issue. So right. they're always yeah. trying to get back. They're not. I mean, they're not going to allow any more steroids, but they're always trying to get back to that point where baseball was almost when he had Mark McGuire hitting seventy two home runs, which is yeah. just ridiculous. Um, that's that's when the MLB would at, was at its peak. Yeah. What what ideas do you think could help uh, the marketable? aspect of baseball i think one thing could be like they've done forever now is espn like the sunday night baseball this sunday Tuesday yeah. night or whatever it's like gets people to actually in a routine and wanting to watch baseball mm-hmm. on a certain night just like football does mm-hmm. um i think that could be something for marketing but i think it would obviously go back to what you said with the bryce harpers and the yep. huge players it's gotta you gotta take your assets and actually use mm-hmm. them it's it's one of the one of the issues is you got perhaps the best player one of the best players ever in Mike Trout, and yeah. a lot of people don't know what his face looks like because <laughs> right. they don't watch baseball. And he's on the Angels. And so he just yeah, he's on the yeah. he's on the formerly Anaheim Angels. Yeah, and it's interesting because he's got a four hundred thirty dollar million four hundred thirty million dollar contract, and there are some people in California like who's that? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the MLB attacks that. Yeah. Um, now it's now it's time to have a little fun. What is your one bold prediction or? Multiple bold predictions for this 2019 MLB season. All right. So I think one of the Yankees and the Red Sox will miss the playoffs. They had two historic of years last year Mm -hmm. to both of them continue on into the playoffs. So I think one of them will miss the playoffs. It's easy for that that drop-off to happen. Yeah, Yeah. and that's always interesting to see one of those two teams miss because then the other team just looks like... The rival that won, and the Ra- the Rays are a really good team. They they finished third in that Blue AL Jays, East last know, year. The Blue, Blue Jays, Jays are there too. Around. Yeah, they always hang around. Yep. I think it's a good division. The Orioles are horrible, but mm-hmm. probably gonna lose a hundred <laughs> games again. But but uh, yeah, so I think one of them will miss, and then I don't want to uh, leak into my World Series prediction, but I think the Cubs will have a pretty good year. That's my. I can see it. Prediction. I can see it. They got They got to get another year left before Chris Bryant comes to Philadelphia. Another few years, you know, you know, you know. Buster Olney, you know he. Or, he was predicting it, but you never know. You yeah. Never know. Um, for me, my one bold prediction is I think both. This is a Homer thing, but I think JT Realmuto is going to have a huge year just because he's playing playing out of Marlins Park, which is yeah not the best park to hit in. So I think he's going to he's going to hit some he's going to hit some home runs. He's going to okay. He's probably I could see him making the All Star game again as a starting catcher, but um, let's go to World Series matchup for me. Out of the NL, I could see, I could absolutely see it being the Cubs. I don't think it's the Phillies. I could see the Phillies getting maybe, maybe the NLCS if yeah. they get pitching. The pitching is the one issue right now. I I think it's maybe Cubs Astros. Okay. I think uh, I think the Astros are in for a good year. They're gonna get over that hump. Well, they won two years ago. But they're gonna get over that hump of the Red Sox. Um, I don't see the Red Sox going back to it. I think last, like you said, yeah. last year was too yeah. historic of the year. Um, let me hear, let me see what you're thinking for the World Series. So, obviously, got to go with the Cubs. I think Cubs beat uh, the Brewers in the championship series to get to the finals. And out of the American League, going off the board here, way off the board, Oakland Athletics. Oakland Athletics. I think they have 
a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't couldn't name their starting uh, their <laughs> starting rotation, but I think I'm just feeling something with Oakland this year. Yeah, it's it's not a, not a bad pick. Going back to last year, they uh, they they went on that huge run. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of fun out in Oakland. It'll be interesting to see when they get a nice nice actual stadium, yeah, nice ballpark stadium. to play in. But yeah. um, I, I like the Athletics. I think I think they could have a good year. Yeah. Um, and that'll do it for today's show. Unfortunately, thanks again to Jason Gody for joining me on today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next month, I'm Larry O'Connor.